Could Roger Goodell and the NFL be any weaker? I swear to God, I think Roger Goodell has been taking notes from Adam Silver, trying to emulate the NBA into making the NFL the weakest league possible. He sees all the praise that the NBA receives in the mainstream media. Maybe Roger Goodell thinks if he placates to the media narrative, if he gets out in front of potential situations where the wanker spankers could twist the story to fit their narrative, that maybe the media would end their war on the National Football League. I've got some bad news for Roger Goodell if that's his thinking. It ain't gonna happen. Not only did he use his Super Bowl press conference to show the media the NFL's dedication to woke United Methodist. We're all feminists here. The NFL wants to attract more women to our game. I was raised by a strong mother. Well, what about your congressman father? To hell with him. My father meant nothing to my upbringing. Girl power. Not only did Roger Goodell show his outright incompetence by claiming the product on the field is as good as it's ever been and the officiating in the NFL is damn near perfect. Uh, I've been watching the NFL for 30 years. This past season was some of the worst football I have ever seen. I didn't recognize the NFL this year. There were some Sunday afternoons where I was watching the NBA regular season instead of NFL Red Zone. The product on the field was that bad. And don't even get me started with the officiating. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that the officiating in the NFL is anywhere close to being as shitty as the officiating in the NBA, but that does not mean the NFL doesn't have a problem with officials. Roger Goodell has spent Super Bowl week gathering all the ingredients for the Super Woke smoothie. He covered two of the favored woke myths in his press conference, mythical misogyny and mythical racism. He added in a nice slice of globalism. He's topping off his smoothie with an ingredient guaranteed to incite the woke boner by removing Michael Irvin from NFL Network on the biggest week of the year over... over... Hell, I don't even know what this is over. I have no fucking idea why Michael Irvin has been removed from covering the Super Bowl. What I do know is... Roger Goodell, the NFL front office, they have no balls. I had someone email me the other day talking about the decline of pregame shows. The vast majority of pregame shows, they're completely useless. ESPN's pregame coverage of the NBA, garbage. Monday Night Countdown on ESPN, garbage. But there are two pregame shows that I thoroughly enjoy watching. Inside the NBA on TNT, Game Day Morning on NFL Network. One of the reasons I like watching Game Day Morning is because of Michael Irvin. This dude was built for television. Michael Irvin has something that can't be taught. Charisma. The dude's a natural entertainer. Now, he's in Glendale, Arizona this week on assignment covering the Super Bowl for NFL Network. Or at least he was. Sunday night, he goes out with colleagues and friends, has a few drinks. Well, more than a few drinks. Michael Irvin, he's publicly admitted that he was drunk. He gets dropped off to the hotel, makes his way through the lobby. While waiting for the elevator to take him to his room, he's approached by a female fan. They have a short conversation, lasts less than a minute. Michael Irvin gets on the elevator, goes to his room, goes to sleep. Should be end of story, right? <laughs> 
Come on, guys! This is 2023. It's not 1963 or 1993. Hell, it's not even 2013. We have to revive the Me Too movement. Some drunk man told me I was beautiful. Ooh, girl, me too. Some dude told me I had pretty eyes. Ooh, girl, me too. It was so traumatizing. It seems like we are living in an era where looking in a woman's direction could be misconstrued as sexual harassment. I just know he was undressing me with his eyes, that perv. Listen to Michael Irvin explain what happened Sunday night. Roll the film. Sunday night when I went out and came in, Sunday night, and this is tripping me out, because, you know, I went out with Michael Brooks, came in. We had, uh, and I don't remember it, it but, but I, I guess when I came in, they said, because they asked, they said, what'd you do? I said, I went straight to the room. But I guess I had met somebody in the lobby, talked to, talked to somebody in the lobby for about a minute. And then I went to my room, and then after I got off air and got to work, they said, uh, come on, we're going to move you in a hotel. I said, what? Move you in a hotel for what? So they moved my hotel, and I said, what's going on, guys? What's going on? What's happening? Why would we move a hotel? And they said, well, that, that, the last night you walked in, you talked to somebody. I said, I didn't talk to anybody. I went straight to the room. And, and then they showed it on camera that I did talk to somebody. I talked to this girl for about a minute. I don't, I don't know what – they didn't show it to me. They told me, and I didn't see it. I don't, I don't know what she looked like or anything. But that's why they moved me. That's why they moved me, because I guess the girl said I said something to her within that minute. Now, just to be transparent, I have not seen video footage from the hotel. I looked for it. I couldn't find it. To my knowledge, it hasn't been released. If Michael Irvin had done anything physical to this woman, I guarantee you that video would be released to the media. The NFL Network has essentially taken Michael Irvin off the air because of something that he possibly, possibly said to a woman. They don't even know if it's true. They took him off the air because of the possibility that it's true. What the hell happened to guilty until proven innocent? Now, I know that standard is strictly for the criminal justice system, but... Have we seriously reached a point where a woman can make an allegation against a man with zero evidence and it impacts him professionally? But KC, Michael Irvin has a long history of sexual assault allegations. Oh, really? Keyword in that statement, allegations. January 96, he was accused of sexually assaulting a cheerleader for the Dallas Cowboys. Now, at the time, Michael Irvin vehemently denied these allegations. The cheerleader claimed that he put a gun to her head and videotaped the assault. Several months later, investigators proved the allegation to be fabricated. The cheerleader at that time recanted her story, spent 90 days in jail. July 2007, Michael Irvin hit with another allegation. No criminal charge was ever filed. This particular woman, she decided to sue him. Michael Irvin countersued for $100 million. The case suddenly went away. It was settled out of court four years later. March 2017, Michael Irvin was hit with another allegation. Once again, he denied the claims of the woman behind it. Investigators in Florida, they looked into the case, couldn't find one shred of evidence, and they dropped it. Three separate allegations, zero evidence found. 
Michael Irvin has been with NFL Network for, God, it's been at least over 10 years, maybe closer to 15 years. To my knowledge, he's never been suspended. There's never been any problem at work. In the NFL, they couldn't give him the benefit of the doubt here. I expected ESPN to fold under pressure. That's what ESPN does. They had been advertising Michael Irvin all week for his appearance tomorrow on Woke Take. ESPN, they released a statement yesterday saying, we have a zero tolerance policy for potential false allegations. Michael Irvin has been uninvited to our super butt bongo bowl. Look, I don't know what was said between Michael Irvin and whoever the hell this woman is. He was admittedly drunk. He could have said anything. But with the interaction taking place on film in less than a minute, with no physical contact besides a friendly handshake, only words were said, should the NFL really make this into a big deal? You know what we used to do when someone was drunk and said something inappropriate? We used to apologize. You apologize, both parties moved on. Today, we leak the story to the media and take them off television. His face might be triggering to victims of sexual assault. You know what I find to be triggering? The NFL's lack of balls. This league, which used to be willing to stand up against the media, is now living in constant fear of the mainstream media and their reaction, both social media and the mainstream media. But why? Why? They're not going to accept you anyway. You think the NFL really gives a shit about this woman's complaint? You think they really care what a drunk Michael Irvin said to a woman in a hotel lobby? A woman who approached him initiating the interaction? No. The only thing the NFL cares about was this story leaking to the media and the league being perceived as negligent or misogynist because they didn't do anything about it. So what do they do? They give Michael Irvin a slap on the wrist. I feel bad for Michael Irvin in this situation. And look, I believe him. I have no reason not to believe him. He's been truthful in the past when he's denied these type of allegations. The main reason, though, that I feel bad for Michael Irvin, the league that he has dedicated his life to doesn't appear to have his back. It seems like they're betraying him. Cases like this make it difficult for real victims of sexual assault to come forward. Makes it hard for people to believe them when they file an allegation. This woman, she didn't go to the room with Michael Irvin. They're standing in a hotel lobby. He goes to bed thinking nothing's wrong. Wakes up the next morning and a complaint's been filed against him. Let's just assume for one second that a drunk Michael Irvin said something inappropriate to this woman. Is that really a reason to file a complaint? Is that really a reason to tarnish his reputation, possibly get him fired from his job? When our grandparents were in their teens, early 20s, you know how they met? Grandpa saw the younger, sexier grandma walking down the street. He whistled at her to get her attention, said something like, Damn, you're fine. You should be with me. Then they ran off and got married. You know what the media would call that today? Toxic masculinity and sexual harassment. 
Give me your thoughts. Who do you believe, Michael Irvin or this unknown woman? Should the NFL Network give Michael Irvin the benefit of the doubt? I don't expect that from ESPN, but should the NFL Network give him the benefit of the doubt? You let me know. Sound off in the comments below. Make sure to like and subscribe. Click the notification bell to receive all notifications from the channel. Best way to contact me is by email at btlkc84 at gmail.com. KC underscore BTL84 on Twitter. I'll see you guys tomorrow.